Everybody stop. Be quiet. Listen up. This is the Inside Wag Nutrition Podcast. And today, boy, do we got some fun topics to talk about. Chris, what are we diving into today? All right. Today, we're going to focus on how not to get stuck in the weeds regarding your nutrition and fitness. Josh and I are going to talk about some of the high-level things that we see most of our clients kind of get stuck in. Um, they want to focus on the granular stuff rather than uh, focusing on the bigger entities and the bigger things that um, really are lending to their progress or lack of progress. And uh, we want to help hone your focus on what matters the most to help you feel relieved, <laughs> um, yeah. not feel overwhelmed, but feel like you can show up most days and be successful by focusing on a few of the priority items that generally work for most people. Um, in our many, many years of experience coaching hundreds of clients around the world, um, this is where we've landed. <laughs> and it yeah. is also backed by a lot of the science and the evidence um, in the scientific literature um, as far as like why diets fail, why they work, all these things. Um, and so, yeah, we're just going to get into it. So we're first going to start with uh, the things not to trip yourself up over, the things to avoid, getting That's into right. the weeds, getting too granular, um, being excessive, if you will. Yeah. Um, so do you want to uh, just throw out the first one, Josh, and we'll just <laughs> yeah. talk about it and keep moving? Yeah, totally. So the, the top, one of the top ones, I should say, is trying to hit your macros perfectly. And doing that on a consistent basis. So, mm -hmm. you, I mean, it, you can do it, but it doesn't usually last very long. Mm -hmm. And what you have to be careful of is driving yourself basically crazy and getting too obsessive over doing it. Because yeah. that's it's it, you will get very, very good progress if you hit your macros and you do all the things you're supposed to do. Yes, progress. Awesome. You're going to do great. But just like a car, if you're going like super fast all the time, pretty soon there's, you know, check engine light comes on, tire pressure light comes on, all these things start to pop up and you're like, I, I don't know, maybe I should slow down. And by that time, it's very hard to do that. And the wheels come off and you crash and mm. burn. And we got, we have to figure out a way to balance things out so that doesn't happen to you. Yes, absolutely. And the reason why perfection of hitting your macros isn't possible is because a lot of the variables, like even if you are controlling all variables, weighing and cooking everything you're eating at home, not eating out, um, cutting blueberries in half, like I've had a client do. These are kind of crazy things. Uh, there's so many variables. Uh, food, <laughs> yeah. food nutrition labels are rounded up calorically wise, you, when you add yep. up the macros, the calories are off. So um, if you're floating within a calorie range or whatever, um, it's just hard to, to actually be perfect. And so because you can't, why are you trying? You know, right. that's just going to lead to the cycle of frustration, feeling like a failure rather than just being okay with, okay, I've hit my macros within a, a varying degree of a range. And throughout the course of seven to 10 days, it all kind of levels out. Might have some high days, some low days, but if it's all kind of like there's an average to it, mm -hmm. breathe a sigh of relief, focus on what's worth, uh, what's worked, and try to emulate that. Yep. Moving forward. Right. Hundred percent. Yeah. I now that we're doing um, we're doing meal plans uh, at Wag now, and with the Nutrition Coaching Plus tier, 
the video coaching tier that we've talked about on the podcast before, you get a custom meal plan uh, that's designed by our RDs. Mm-hmm. And um, this is, it already sounds like an advertisement, but it's not. <laughs> it's so what, what, what I'm, what I'm getting at is I've had clients that follow the meal plan to a T mm-hmm. and they've come to me and say, my macros don't add up. There, there's, there's something wrong. And can, can you look at my meal plan? Can you look at the meal plan in my logs? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Of course. And where say one of our co Alex, one of our coaches, um, writes this extremely detailed meal plan and she'll write something like 2% cottage cheese, you know, and then like 150 grams or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, this particular client that, um, I'm talking about is having low fat cottage cheese with probiotics and the total protein grams are off by two. Hmm. And he's very worried. He's very worried about this. And I'm like, dude, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Like things, th- things are okay. And I can understand now. I, I don't get me wrong. I can empathize and I can understand that people want to do everything exactly right because they're working with a coach and they have this meal plan and they want to do things exactly right. But when you get down to, I mean, we're talking grams, people. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking. I, I can't even find something that is a gram on my desk right now. <laughs> yeah, everything right. you know we're talking very, very small amounts. So you, we have to be able to let those little things go, uh, in order to achieve like the bigger overall picture. And if you, if you're concerned about that, like bring it up to your coach or or talk to whoever, you know, whether it's one of us at WAG or your coach somewhere else, ask them about it. But I can almost guarantee that they're going to say the same thing. Like, Oh, well, we don't need to worry about that. Let's yep. let's make sure that you're just getting equal amounts of protein per meal. At the end of the day, is your protein at this level? Sure, good. We're good. Things are going to be just fine. So, right. yeah, don't get don't get too crazy with that stuff, gang. Yeah, your coach will never be like, "Hey, you didn't make progress this week because you were under two grams on your protein five days last week." Like that's yeah, that's just it's just not how it works. Yeah, it's just so, not how it works. Yeah, yep. so yep. so divert your attention from that expectation. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So stay stay consistent and do your best, but don't don't get too crazy with it. Yeah. So so next thing is um, relying on supplements or uh, having this uh, living in a fantasy world where you think supplements are going to outdo what's not happening in your nutrition um, or that they're really going to have any sort of added effect if you don't have the basics down yeah. Um, yeah. in your nutrition. Like uh, these things are not band-aids. Um, sup- it's supplementation is in the word. It's there to make up for a lack of in your nutrition. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of supplements out there that the science and evidence and the literature shows you know, kind of don't have much, <laughs> if any effect on things. Um, <laughs> there's a so lot. Yeah. There's so many, um, you know, yep. especially avoid things with proprietary blends. Um, any company that's not willing to tell you what's in the product. Sorry, you know, See <laughs> move on. See ya. <laughs> um, but things like BCAAs, like you might feel just because you you feel like you got like crystals flowing in your blood <laughs> before you work out <laughs> because you took BCAAs. Yeah. Like, what is it actually really adding to your workout? Like are BCA is going to make BCAA is going to make up for the fact that you didn't have any protein and carbs within 30 minutes to an hour of your workout. Probably not. Uh, What's going to have a far more uh, bigger impact is actually eating something solid as far as protein that adds to your satiety, helps you hit your macros better uh, and some carbs to fuel your workout. Um, And also that kind of kickstarts the 
recovery aid on repair from the stimulus and damage of training after yep. the fact. So collagen peptides, things like that. So like, obviously you may rely on whey protein to help hit your protein. If you're new to hitting a higher amount of protein than you're used to, obviously go for it. If that's what yep. it takes, do what it takes, find yep. the balance of that. Um, if you've got high protein levels and that you're probably going to have to rely on that stuff, but whey protein has been proven to be quite effective for those yep. as long as it sits well and you like it and you enjoy it and it doesn't make you all farty or whatever and give you like gut bloat. <laughs> cool. Do your thing, right? It's, it's yep. going to be beneficial. So, yeah. yep, man, that's, that's, that's basically it. Um, yeah. I mean, I was going to say that there's, there's four time tested and, and obsessively studied supplements that actually work and yeah, they, and it's, and it's whey protein, mm-hmm. it's caffeine, mm-hmm. it's creatine, Absolutely. And then the fourth one. Oh, my God. I'm drawing a blank. The fourth one. <laughs> oh, man. What's the fourth one? Uh, well, I guess there's fish oil, whatever, you know, things like yeah, that. Yeah, fish oil. Man, that, fish that was a good one. That was it. Fish oil is um, a good one. Yep. So, yep. so sorry. Total brain fart there. But, there. but there's supplements that do work. Absolutely. But there's a lot of trash out there, gang. So, please, mm-hmm. yeah, be careful. I think we're going to do a deeper dive on some of this stuff a little bit later Eventually. on in an episode. Yeah. Um, Supplements will uh, slim your wallet more than they'll slim your waistline. For sure. Yeah. That's great. That's a good one. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So the the next thing that's on the list is missing a workout. Mm. If you miss a workout, gang, it's okay. What happens if you miss a workout, Josh? Life goes on. You're going to be all right. (laughs) Are you sure, though? Nope. <laughs> Not at all. No, that, no, really? gang. That's a yeah. <laughs> Josh has never missed a workout in his life. Oh my god. Jeez. Jeez. Uh boy, I mean that jokes jokes aside, gang, if you miss one because of who who knows you name name a circumstance you wait you wake up not feeling too good the weather's bad you you know you have kids a kid wakes up sick you know you're traveling like the the list goes on and on and on you're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. What we do, what we do encourage and again, I think most coaches would say the same is to do what you can. Don't focus on what you can't do. Is it mm. oh, you missed your heavy deadlift day like if you're you're out on a safari in Africa or something like that, don't be looking at lines saying like, "Oh, I wish I was deadlifting right now." Like, don't 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 worry yeah. about it. Like, maybe your workout or your exercise for the day is going for like a 15-minute run. Or, or a walk. It could even be, it doesn't have to be a run. It could mm-hmm. be a walk, you know? Just f- try to focus on what you can do uh, and then do that. And mm-hmm. when you get back to, you know, again, if you're, if you're traveling, you know, when you get back home, like pick it right back up. If you're, if you're not feeling well, you know, a couple days later, like pick it back up when you're feeling a little bit better. But yeah. you're going you're gonna to be all right. You're going to be all right. Absolutely. And to extend on that thought about missing a workout, there's also that uh, thread line of uh, grinding yourself into the ground with too much exercise or feeling mm-hmm. like exercise is the key or yeah. exercise is the balance to a poor diet or poor nutrition uh, consistency. And really, you know, uh, workouts or working out shouldn't be punishment for something that's happened with food. Uh, Ooh, it shouldn't be good. a price yeah. to pay, yeah. right? Um, if anything, if I overeat ice cream one night, I may make it a point to just go and be active for the joy of it, not out of a guilt or shame of like, I've got to burn the calories that I ate from ice cream last night. Uh, Because the reality is it's far easier to control your calories through control and moderation of your nutrition than it ever will be 
burning or making up for the, you know, the decrease of calories burned in a workout. Cause a lot of people think they burn a lot more calories during their exercise that one hour in the gym, um, four or five days a week. Um, then they actually have the opportunity to burn far more calories outside of the gym doing everyday normal stuff, absolutely walking, playing sports with your friends, doing chores, parking farther away at the store, all these good things, walking phone calls, you name it. So just again, focus on the cans, uh, focus on balance and, um, uh, working out is not a punishment. It should be something you, you enthusiastically show up to do most of the time, hopefully (laughs) because you feel better as a result. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah, That's a a great summation of that one. And we hear it a lot. We, we definitely, we definitely do hear that one a lot. So yeah, we'll often tell clients to like, have you thought about taking a step back, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And a whole new world opens up when uh, yeah. our clients find a much uh, suitable balance and sustainable balance between working out and enjoying and thoroughly enjoying and appreciating their rest and recovery days. Yeah. Getting people mm-hmm. to rest sometimes is much more difficult than getting them to exercise. That's um, true. Yeah. But when you, but, but when they, they feel that I had a client this past week, I asked her to take an extra rest day. So two rest days in a week mm. and she felt great. Weight came down a little bit. You know, she was ready to charge at the next like sequence of workouts because of those rest days. Yeah. I mean, little things like that can make a big difference gang. So if, you know, if it seems like you're like, oh, if you get that like anxiety, like, Oh, I have to go, I have to go do this. Like you probably don't. And if you don't, you actually might feel a little bit better. You remember all the progress happens outside of the gym. We do all the damage in the gym. Yes. You wreck your muscles. You wreck yourself. You have to recover. So if you find yourself at a spot where you're like, oh, no, you're, you're kind of freaking out about it, like maybe the rest day and maybe taking a step back is a- actually what you need. So be, be open. Be open to that idea. So Absolutely. Um, so, Wow. Those are that. That's quite. That's quite the list. So, what yeah. should what should we be focusing on, Chris? All right. So these are kind of the high level, the big rock things. Uh, so we've we've got you out of the weeds. We've got you out of the granular stuff. And we're looking up the things that are really going to be far more fulfilling and uh, have you feeling like you're achieving a higher sense of success every day. So the number one thing that we encourage you to do is focus on your strengths while continuously working on your weak, your weaknesses. So, um, you know, if you're really good about hitting your carbs and fats and just keeping those, you know, there, but like having a, a poorer time hitting your protein, then that means it just requires your attention. So keep doing what you're doing to hit those carbs and fats, but like think about adding in, Maybe that scoop away protein closes the gap of your 20 gram right, protein right. most days of the week or, or helps get you there further. Like the idea is to know what it feels like to eat a, a, a sufficient amount of energy to match your lifestyle. Yeah. And, and that's the goal there. So, um, and that's, that's constant. That's life, right? <laughs> you're, as we've said many times in the podcast before, your nutrition and your fitness is no different than anything you've gotten really good at and really disciplined at in your life, right. period. It requires the same amount of attention, but it also requires patience and it requires experience managed over time, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And this ties directly into, you know, the first topic we talked about getting too granular and too worried about being perfect all the time. It's like, it's impossible. So focus again, and similar to what we were just talking about as far as workouts go, like focus on what you can do. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I like to share with clients this idea of best, better, and good. 
So what that looks like is best case scenario, you're totally in control. Like you make all your food, like you're dialed in. Things are going to go really well for you. That's best case. Hmm. The the next step down, you know, say that's plan A. Plan B would be like, well, I'm out traveling or it's it's been kind of a long day. I'm out of food. I'm not really sure what to do. So what's the next best thing? This would hmm. be the better category. It's like, well, maybe I'll just focus. I'll just make sure that I get like a shake in and I'll, I'll eat like some sort of lean protein at every meal. Um, and then I'll just kind of like make sure I don't overdo it with the carbs, you know, or, or something along those lines. It's like a tear down. Mm. And then lastly, there's like the good phase where like, say the whole day has gone to hell <laughs> and <laughs> you're just like, I have, I have no patience anymore. Decision fatigue. You're just like out of it. The best thing for you to do at that point is going to be just be mindful of your portions and what you eat. Finish the day out, start the day new. That would be the good tier. So it's better, best, good. And focus on what you can do in each one of those. And that's going to get you through whatever period of life you're going through at that time. So um, just to, again, something to keep in mind, you know, like yeah. Chris said, focus on your strengths while working on your weaknesses. Good yeah, stuff. 100%. Yeah. Um, I mean, kind of like the second thing tying into that kind of is consistent calories to fuel your lifestyle. You know, mm-hmm. um, what, what do you, what would you want to say about this one, Chris? That- so typically, um, you know, I think everyone's experienced the typical, let's say American diet, if you will. But I, I honestly, at this point, it's not an American thing. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> yeah. global. It's worldwide. Our access to food, um, is the best it's ever been. And it'll be the best it's ever been tomorrow. <laughs> hopefully, 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But with that comes, uh, you know, um, overload of over overwhelming choices, uh, decisions, things like that. Like Josh was talking about earlier, decision making fatigue, things like that. So uh, generally, what you might see is like a day of like what Josh just described, which was like, oh man, you know, I woke up, I just had that you know 500 calorie coffee drink from the coffee shop and a muffin, and then for lunch I'm feeling a little bloated, whatever. So then I just kind of went out for the burger and the fries, and then I was already feeling crappy enough, and I feel like the day was a defeat anyway. So I just you know had the case of the efforts at dinner, and then sat around watching TV at night and kind of feeling crappy, and then snacking and whatever. Maybe there's you know staying caffeinated and not drinking much water through the day, right? And then the next day you're like feeling crappy because of all those decisions. So today you're going to severely restrict yourself. You're not gonna you're gonna go normal coffee you're gonna go water you're gonna have a salad for lunch and you're gonna eat very little and then by the time dinner rolls around it might who knows you might be in control you may feel ravenous and then the cycle repeats so it's this roller coaster of peaks and valleys of calorie um intake coming in that your body essentially is going to be like bro what the f is going on here you know (laughs) (laughs) like I, i can't I can't reliably depend on you to give me what I need. So your body is going to situate itself. <laughs> you, our bodies are constantly trying to reach homeostasis, which is a place yeah. what I like to call just Zen of calm, where it does most of its magic, if you will, um, which really is just biology. <laughs> it's not magic yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. when you don't give your body that through line of having some sense of consistency, some reliable predictability of daily calorie intake to fuel even its bare minimum, which is your BMR, um, which is the amount of calories it takes for you to, if you just woke up in the morning, sat there and stared at the wall, had your thoughts and breathed all day, 
it, 70% of the calories you consume per day goes to that alone. Yeah. And you're not even giving yourself that. How do you expect to feel any given day? Yeah. Probably not the best. Probably right? not. <laughs> so you gotta, I, I like to use this as like, uh, you're not going to go, you're not going to travel a hundred miles on a quarter tank of gas. It's right. an unreasonable yeah. expectation. Yeah, if it, you it won't are, happen. It's not going to happen. If you're a 200 pound person and you're eating 1200 calories a day, guess how you're going to feel? Not (laughs) so great. Not so good. Even (laughs) if you're trying to lose fat loss, you still need to hit that bare minimum line plus some for your activity, your Mm -hmm. lifestyle, the demands of your job, whether you're sedentary or moving or active, whatever it might be. And then some, you know, mental cognition and brain function on top of that. And so it's a whole picture here that we're trying to aim for. And so consistent calories every day is essentially think of it as like the layup to making that slam dunk on life of just feeling good and thriving and not depriving yourself from this alternative, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is quite shitty, honestly. <laughs> and I've been there. I think we've all been there. I have there. too. Yeah, yep. yeah. 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 I love that slam dunk on life. Can that be Wags' like new slogan? Like, yeah, we're the layup <laughs> to make a slam dunk on your life or slam whatever. Slam yeah. dunk your life. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right, right on, Chris. That could not have been said any better. Um, that's I'm for for real. That's that's exactly exactly it. The BMR is something that I've been uh, sharing more and more with clients lately. Mm. Um, like Same. because because the initial thought is like, oh, I didn't make pro, I didn't make progress this week. Something must be wrong. Yeah. And it's like, well, not really. Like yep. there's there's a lot of things to consider um when it comes to like weight loss and maybe not making the progress that you thought. That's mm-hmm. the problem is the expectation. Yeah. People have an expectation and it's like in a in a vacuum, sure. Like on, you know, when you look at these numbers on paper, absolutely this all works. But there's so many factors you need to throw into the mixing bowl you know, to get reality that equals your own personal reality. So the BMR, the basal metabolic rate, the the amount of calories it takes you just to function as a human being every day. Of course, that varies wildly between person yeah. to person. And there are calculations to find those. And there are calculations that we at WAG use mm-hmm. to figure those out. Um, so you do not want to even get really close to those yep. <laughs> because you're going to have a bad time. If you, yeah. you know, if you, if you French fry when you're supposed to pizza, you're going <laughs> to have go. a bad time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going to have a bad time. Um, and understanding these are approximations too, right? The yeah. Calculations. Uh, yeah. They're all approximations. Uh, it's yep. hard to get exact without being in a laboratory setting. So yep. again, expectations. So, yeah. Yep. So yeah, that was a great, a great uh, synopsis from Chris there. Um, I really can't, couldn't have oh, too like much the more to that. Bowl analogy oh, the mix- too. Yeah. That's the a good mixing one. bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, this, this next one is huge, uh, and this is kind of the crux of everything that we do uh, at WAG and what other nutrition companies do as well. This is not unique to us, mm-hmm. um, but it's the prioritizing of nutrient-dense foods, and that's fruits and veggies, lean proteins, animal proteins, plant proteins, healthy fats, you know, and then figuring out at what point of the day you feel is best for you to eat those. Mm-hmm. And again, much like I was just talking about the BMR, this is highly individualized. You know, what works for me isn't going to work for Chris, you know, yeah. and what works for Chris isn't going to work for Alex or, or Brittany. And it's up to you to do some experimenting and 
work. I mean, if you want to work with a coach to do that, you can, but you can also just do it on your own if you just pay attention. Yeah. Um, and this is a, this is a necessary thing for you to do in order to live an active and healthy and lean lifestyle. It's really important. Absolutely important. And um, it's important not to not to go off on a tangent, but just a real quick side note to that is just sure. that what the scientific literature shows and supports is that essentially there is no moral assignment to foods being good or bad. Foods are simply we have Mother Nature provided whole single ingredient foods where the item is the thing itself. A sweet potato is nothing but a sweet potato, right? for example, right? An apple is nothing but an apple. And these things are more nutrient dense. They have more fiber to them. They take up more physical space in your stomach, uh, often contributing to higher sensations of satiety and fullness and appetite awareness and appetite control. And you're also getting all those beautiful micronutrients and all that stuff that helps you yeah. digest your food. It helps keep your cells pliable <laughs> and alive and, and everything just functioning and ticking the way it is. So, so think of about as putting in like the premium gasoline in your turbo engine car or something like that. Like, you know, those cars require a higher um, efficacy of gas for operation and so does the human body. Yeah. <laughs> um, so higher quality is essentially that. And then on the opposite side, what can typically be called bad or unhealthy or whatever those snake oil salesmen, nutrition charlatans out there are, are causing problems over foods that are just not problematic except for the portions in which you eat them and how often you do it are nutrient void void of fiber uh yeah. they are processed and as josh has said it's in the very word it's processed so therefore your body yeah. is going to run right through that break the chemical bonds distribute it where it goes in your body clear it out of your system and you're like i say a thousand calories but i'm still hungry it's yeah. like well you ate a bunch of stuff that's not very filling and whatnot and while it's it not does, food it's not, it's not like really real food, food right yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's not to call it bad it's just that every choice has a consequence yeah. And you're going to have more positive consequences from choosing the nutrient dense yeah. stuff. And if you more frequently eat the, you know, nutrient void, fiber void, processed, highly processed, man made in a factory prepackaged stuff, you're generally going to feel less full, less satisfied. You're not going to feel your pistons are pumping <laughs> as well, yeah. but it does have a place in your diet. So if the difference of you maintaining your diet is enjoying those three Oreo cookies at night and not feeling shame and regret and that you've ruined your progress because you had three freaking Oreos, do you see how absurd that sounds? <laughs> yeah. And so they all have a place <laughs> in your life as long as you're fitting in into your calories, you're achieving the deficit. That is a win-win. Prioritize the good stuff have fun with the other good fun stuff, you know, use moderation, change your relationship with food. Two best, two things that people come in to wag needing coaching for is generally fat loss and improving or changing their relationship with food. 100%. And this is how we do it. And that's 100%. how you achieve nutritional freedom uh, from these ideas of these things that yeah. people on TikTok or Instagram are telling you. Otherwise, like if someone's making you fear food, run run far, far, far away from them and stop yes. listening to anything they have oh, to say man. because generally they're trying to sell you something yep. for a problem that they've created. Yep. Damn, Chris. Yeah. That, so I got shit to say, dude. Dude, I, we, we got it. We have it. Yeah. There's another episode. Gang. Yeah. Uh, there's another episode coming. I don't know. By yeah. the time you hear this, it might be out already, but Who knows? Um, yeah. we got it. We, we got some, we got some stuff to talk about for sure. Yeah. And that's ex that kind of stuff right there is exactly one of the topics that's going to be covered is mm -hmm. this fear mongering around yes. foods and 
uh, I, I, if I get started on it, I'll, yeah. I won't stop. So I'm going to stop myself there. Yep. Pump the brakes. And, yep, we'll, we'll do that. We'll save that for another episode. Again. Yes, we will. Um, but what's uh, next, I'm, though? But the last, the last couple things, yeah. I, you know, is they, they all kind of like roll into each other. I think mm-hmm. um, it's rest and recovery, and along with that just making sure that you're staying hydrated and you are, we kind of touched on consistent movement already, I think. Uh, but that's, yeah. that's a, that's a part of it to live that active lifestyle. You have to actually be active and mm-hmm. do things. Um, so whether that's being in the gym or just getting outside and going for a walk or a hike, you know, on certain days, like just be active, like get your step count up, make sure that you're getting outside in the sun, um, stuff like that. It's, it's, it's really important, but I, going back to the the final thing that you know we're, we're going to talk about is rest and recovery mm. and where the once, magic happens where the magic <laughs> happens circling back to the workouts yeah. right missing a workout and getting concerned about that we have to remember that we do all the damage in the gym or on your run like you that's where you tax your body in order, and in order to recover and gain all of the benefits from that exercise you have to rest and you have to recover and it should be taken seriously too. I, that's, I, I don't think people do that enough. You know, um, I think that they, they just assume, Oh, if I, it's fine. If I, if I, I can work out like six or seven days a week, if I just, if I sleep six hours a night, it's fine. And it's like, that might be fine for like a week or two, but that's yeah. going to like, that's going to catch up to you really quick. So yeah, mm-hmm. rest and recovery. What you got, Huge. Chris? Uh, I just agree. Um, I think one of the greatest achievements in my journey, this over a decade long journey now, and just kind of finding what works for me, going, trying different things, CrossFit, Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, powerlifting blended with bodybuilding, and mostly just kind of being in a bodybuilding strength resistance, getting a pump kind of world right now, uh, while supplementing with hiking because I like it, not because I see it as a workout because mm-hmm. I'm in nature and it's calming my mind. <laughs> it's keeping me calm, cool, and collected. Like I, that is a superpower. And I think it's often such an underrated thing that people feel like they're not doing enough, but it's like, are you doing enough for your mental, uh, fitness, you know, Ooh. your physical fitness? Yeah. Um, cause stress, stress is a killer of progress. Like there's good stress. The good stress is like getting a workout, challenging yourself, trying to push past those red lines. Obviously, you know, that's how, you know, betterment <laughs> happens and improvement happens. But you've also got to know when that you're doing too much. And a lot of the times it can be pumping the brakes and actually kind of giving your body some space and time to have a day or two where it's not put under just grueling conditions all the time. Yeah. Like, right? Like you just yeah. can't expect uh, that. It, it kind of lends itself to, you know, trying to go 100 miles on a, uh, on a quarter tank of gas. Like you have to refill you have to recharge your batteries. Right. Um, and if you want to go the distance and so, uh, and there's a way to have a much better time with that going the distance in that journey. Uh, if you give yourself the balance and the grace to be like, I love working out just as much as I love not working out <laughs> yeah, and, and enjoying the things that I get to do on the days I'm not working out. Uh, yes. Playing with the kids, going on a hike, going for a walk, walking your dogs, running whatever else doing chores, yeah. right whatever else you got yeah, other yeah, things yeah. going on in your world than workouts right um so yeah i mean hopefully 
We've uh, done our due diligence here to kind of cover these high level topics. But as Josh yeah. said earlier on, like if there's other things you want us to expand on, other fads, other nonsense you see out in the world of yeah. um, social media about fitness and nutrition, we would love to talk about that and uh, mm -hmm. hit them head on and give you the cold, hard facts, really. Um, yeah that is supported by the evidence and by the science, which uh, myself, Josh, and all the other amazing coaches on the WAG staff are continuously um, digesting and learning and evolving our, right. our thought patterns and our, our education and our core knowledge, um, as should you through your journey. So yeah, um, yeah you're not going to know everything off the bat. And so it's a constant evolution of learning, being a sponge, uh, being a student of life, you know? That's it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Great way to... Do a great way to close it out. And like, yeah. like Chris said, if you want to work with any of those amazing coaches, uh, us included, you know, you can go to workingatscravity.com backslash join. And if you enter the code inside wag at the uh, at checkout, sorry, at checkout, you get $50 off your first month of coaching. And that's with either the nutrition essentials program that we have and or, or the NCP. Uh, program that we have and i spoke about that earlier that's where you get the video call the, and the three additional check-ins and you get that custom meal plan gang so if that's something that you're interested in please check it out and uh use that code don't don't miss the code it's there mm -hmm. for you it's yeah. there for you just leaving money on the table if you do that <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> so um cool well thank you for joining us today chris awesome one today love that you too josh great job all right cool gang well, we'll talk to you next time Thank you.